Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. Zach here, back with my co-host. And uh, one thing that we haven't talked about that I feel like is necessary for us to start off with is a little bit about the Democrat debates. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've kind of tuned out a tiny bit, but, you know, I catch a little bit here and there, um, you know, what Andrew Yang is saying, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, Hillary Clinton smears. So um, why don't we start with that? Why don't we talk about the most recent events that kind of happened, I believe, like a couple nights ago with the, uh, I guess, the the origin story, you know, as to where all of these different uh, remarks come from, you know, accusing Tulsi Gabbard of being a Russian asset, uh, you know, dictator, military sympathizer, that type of thing. And I don't know your thoughts. And then uh, I'll kind of give you my feedback. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's real interesting to dig into Tulsi Gabbard. You yeah. know, who is she? What is she? I think she might be half Hawaiian, you know, so. Yeah, she's Samoan. And we've talked about Tulsi Gabbard is before. She really, on the show. Is she Samoan? I had no idea. Or she looks Islander. something like, I knew she was like, yeah. yeah, cause she looks like, and I said, she looks mixed, like half white, half Pacific Islander. So that, that was always, and, and it's kind of important to bring that up because, uh, you know, they're not black and they're definitely not white. So it's always interesting to see an outside person who's yeah, not white and not black because are black people on the outside? No, they've never been on the outside. It's the truth. I mean, there was more black senators and Congress people in the 1800s <laughs> than there are now. You, you know what? So blacks right. have never been original Republican party too. Yeah, yeah. 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 All Republicans or, or, you know, the, um, whatever the, the, the hardcore Christian people used to be, I forgot like wigs or, or what there was other political parties. Be, be yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Of course. So, and, and they were, they, they tended to be black as well, but anyway, so long story short, people who are miss or underrepresented, uh, underrepresented in Congress or by politicians or politics in general have been Asians. And that's including Pacific Islanders because a lot of Pacific Islanders would be considered Asian. So, you know, I don't know. No, Samoa is still, I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't think Tulsi Gabbard, I have to look it up again. I'm spitting ignorance here. No, but, but she could still be Hawaiian, which is a Pacific Islander. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because even if she's Hawaiian, it's still in the Pacific. It's an island. That's <laughs> so where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, they're not represented. Asians aren't represented. So it's interesting how Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard are being attacked where the whites and the blacks are, hey, you know, it's okay. But the truly underrepresented, you know, underrepresented in politics they're not getting a fair shake. So why did 
what's her face say the whole Russian agent thing? Well, because Tulsi Gabbard has been very strong about the regime, ah, regime change wars, which is what we do. Without, without any question, you can be a conservative and admit it. You can be a liberal and admit it. Uh, but I think it, it comes from the liberals are the ones that started it. Oh, this whole re- no more Iraqs and BS like that. But they mm-hmm. did the same thing in Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam was a regime change war. We had nothing to do with it, but and tactically we would have won. Viet- we know we were winning in Vietnam, but because of the media, it, we lost. <laughs> this is how it works. So if you study history, you know that we were winning. All of those atrocities that they were claiming that the U.S. did—that's all lies. You know, like that one famous picture of the Vietnamese dude getting shot in the head. Dude, that was like the only time it happened. And they made that seem like that's what Americans were doing when that wasn't the case. It was most other Vietnamese doing it to each other, kind of like Chicago, black on black crime. It's just what happens. So so here's my theory about the whole Tulsi Gabbard thing. Now that I've learned a little bit about just wars in general, that's why I'm a little bit more, you could say that after a few months of in and out of politics where, you know, I, I feel like, our Republican and our Democrat parties, where they have the most in common is in foreign lobbies and lusting for war. And I don't want to say things like, well, Jews fund wars, but I mean, if you look at World War One and World War Two, I mean, funded both sides of wars, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, the advent of war, of, of being warmongers, right? People that like to go to war, and Tulsi Gabbard, the reason, this is my thought, the reason why she's a big threat is not because of, you know, more moderate socialist policies or anything. I still don't support her. But the fact that this is somebody who her background is 16 years of military service, quite unlike any other candidate except for, like, if you think about people with military service, right? I mean, there are people like yeah, Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw, and then historically Eisenhower, that type of stuff, right? But for somebody on the left to be like, you know what, no more regime change wars, no more interventionist wars, and take it from me, I used to be in the military. It's bad for business. Of course Hillary Clinton would react this way. You sold uranium one to the Russians and yeah, well, well, money but, doing so. But she's also a medic. So she's seen firsthand what war does. Yeah. Not not in actual combat, but she actually was one of the ladies taking care of the men, you know, dressing up their, well, I don't know if she was dressing up wounds, but she's seen it because she was part of a medical unit. And uh, I don't know what her, you know, duties were, but trust me, it's, it ain't pretty mm-hmm. looking at yeah, talking. Yeah. But see, but the thing is that people don't realize the wounds from getting shot or the wounds from getting burned are extremely gross to look at. It's not the same as, a surgeon opening you up because it's done with precision. It looks like it looks textbook, but these wounds from war are not textbook. It's just, it looks like a monster movie or a horror movie or something that a uh, Freddy Krueger would do. And the thing with Tulsi Gabbard and what makes her particularly dangerous for all politicians is she hasn't admitted this publicly, but she agrees with Trump and, 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 Trump backing out of Syria. 
She right. was for that. Supportive but, of that, yeah. But she, but she hasn't outright said it because a lot of people who support the withdrawal of American troops. Even you know, Republicans, even most Republicans don't support that. Of course they don't. They're all against it. But they're going to say how it was done. And I'll say the same thing. How Trump did it was wrong. But, you know, because, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, the Turks killed about 125,000 people in five days. I don't know if that's true, but that's what, that's what they're saying. Oh, and I'm thinking, I'm calling bullshit, but, you know, <laughs> but for the sake of argument, let's just say 125,000 people were murdered. You know, usually Muslim and Christians, whatever, they were killed. Okay, fine. That was, there should have been a different type of technique used before mm -hmm. they uh, withdrew. So what they should have done, they should have just, you know, as they say, scorched earth the place before they left. Like the Russians, everybody does it. When they left Afghanistan, they scorched earth it. So that way, you know, people won't loot or anything like that. They make that land uninhabitable. That's mm -hmm. what you have to do. So that's the first step you do. You do the scorched earth. Uh, thing and then you lay down a foundation for economic growth because you know like tell everybody hey look man we're gonna put a bunch of strip malls here or whatever bunch of mcdonald's we'll give you guys opportunities to make money and make this place a marketplace for commerce and we'll build the infrastructure for you whatever it doesn't matter i mean we right. still shouldn't do it but Right. You know, in order to save lives. See, that's what Tulsi Gabbard's for. That's what I think Trump was for that too. But he yeah. just, because look, Trump is under a lot of pressure because I heard what he said and it's the truth. He's the one that has to tell these parents, hey man, your fucking kid is dead. That's a hard thing to do. Can you imagine that? Like that's one of the roles of the president is to tell family members they're dead. Dude, that ain't cool. I don't think Trump went into this job thinking, yeah, this is my job. He didn't know that. So he was like, fuck this. I'm it's like, I can't do it. And it's the truth. Trump admitted he doesn't have the stomach to do this, which is bad. If you don't have the stomach for war, then... He's not a warmonger. He's a businessman. You know what? If well, he was any other person, he'd be going over there and making deals. <laughs> no, but, but he is making deals. That's the problem. And this is a real issue. When the enemies, and we have real enemies, the enemies like the dude in Turkey, he's our enemy. I don't care what anyone says. Any Muslim country, they are our enemies. Mm -hmm. Because why? The Constitution does not go with anything Islamic. Right. So any Islamic country, they're our enemies. Yeah. So when Trump says he can't stomach war, what message does it send to uh, the Un family. Weakness. And, and, and all of those terrorists in the Middle East, they go, dude, this dude hates it. So let's just do it because he's not going to stomach it. That, he's not going to stomach war. And the biggest military in the history of the planet is rendered useless. Right. And, 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 it, and it kind of reminds, like this whole incident is now making me think about that sermon. Uh, from Pastor Steven Anderson mm -hmm. about uh, the, I don't want to say killer spirit, but, uh, you know, the, uh, there is uh, some sort of like, it's in most men, like men have to be men. 
And of course, men need to have, and this is probably why Trump is a real alpha, because he has mercy. You know what I mean? And, And they're right. We shouldn't be in these wars. We shouldn't be the world's police. We shouldn't. And Tulsi Gabbard is correct on that. And because Tulsi Gabbard and Donald Trump have the same foreign type policy, well, Clinton made it an easy target. <laughs> like, yeah, she's ah, uh, because you can't uh, make money anymore. Think about it. If well, we stop, but think about it. No, no, no. Seriously, you're right. They can't make money on this. How did Bob Dole make his money when he retired? He went to China and lobbied for China. Mm-hmm. Guess who else lobbied for China? Madeleine Albright, the former Secretary, Secretary of State. State. Yeah. So when you have the Secretary of State, who was a Democrat, Madeleine Albright, and Bob Dole, or Robert Dole, you know, Senator, veteran, I don't know if he's decorated, but I'm pretty sure he's decorated because he has walks around with that wound, uh, military mm-hmm. wound. Come on, both of them are lobbyists for mil- well. It's quote unquote satellite companies, but satellite companies are now military companies. They just are. So how can you advocate? How can two people, one Democrat, very important, one Republican, very important, both now be lobbyists for military companies in China? That's insane. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard's correct. Donald Trump is correct because both of them are anti-war. And Trump is probably more affected than, uh, well, what's her face? Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard never said, oh, talking to these parents. No, but Trump admitted it. He was wrong to admit it because you don't admit these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't go out in public and say, hey, look, I, I can't stomach this. Because as soon as he said he couldn't stomach it, that's when they went to war against uh, Syria. The Turks invaded the land <laughs> because he's like, boom. That was literally cause and effect when Trump said he's the one that has to talk to, because he, he, you know, he was very descriptive about this mom at the airport, just, just flung herself on the coffin and, and they mm-hmm, couldn't mm-hmm. get her off. Yeah. Secret service couldn't get her off. And, you know, and it, and it kind of like, it makes, it gives me goosebumps in a bad negative way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's not, you know, so I sympathize for Trump, man, because you know what I mean? He's a powerful man. He doesn't deal with this crap. He's the guy that says you're fired. He likes and, 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 Yeah. And you're right. You're right. And there's one thing I've learned too, is that unfortunately when people say things like, and, and this is, this is me speaking as a Christian, it's okay to have enemies. You're supposed to love your enemies, but it's not your job to, get involved and try to to change them right like even i mean i I, see now it's my turn like i'm bringing up a bible story but i heard this in a sermon like a couple weeks ago whereas like there is a there is a time for fighting there is a time for that there's a time to love and there's a time to hate and sometimes you know there are those who just fundamentally from a christian value standpoint that are incompatible right so it's it's either us or them but to kind of be lukewarm about it is the problem that our politicians have you know and part of that means also an inability to make a decision like well we shouldn't fight in any of these wars what i've learned about like because people don't talk about this but like the reality is there were and i won't say who but there were entities that have always funded both sides of wars 
the same people that orchestrate <laughs> these things. I'll say it. <laughs> well, I won't, but because no, but it's the truth. It's the it's Muslims the, and the Jews all the time, without exception. Because you said it earlier, and we play right into their hands, is what yeah. I'm saying. It's it's. I mean, <laughs> the Bible didn't call America the great whore of Babylon for no reason because we just <laughs> put money in other countries and no, but we're we're controlled by by foreign entities more so than my, our own our own leaders. No, but think about this: we give more money to Israel than any other country, right? Yeah. And then the country that we give the second most money to, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But then when you add up all the money that we give up to Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Turkey, like, like we give money to Syria. We give money to Jordan. We give money to Qatar. We give money to everybody. So when you add up all the money we give to the Middle East and what we give to Israel, which is part of the Middle East, it's equal. We give money to the Muslims and the Jews to fight each other in this perpetual war that is never going to end. And the only way to end it is to withdraw. Because, the, here, here, okay, so here's the fundamental flaw. Mm -hmm. The military has no right to be marching around on soil acting like police officers. They cannot, the military cannot police us. That's against the Constitution. So if we bring them back, what do we make them do? Seriously, because I don't want to drop the military force, all the people in the military, because I believe the military has a lot of good purposes. Um, so what do we do if they're not supposed to be? Because literally the, the military is just built to fight. Built to well, fight. not just built to fight, but they're policing the world. That's the job of the military. We have all these stupid bases all around the world so we can police Japan, police Germany. That's our job. You know, that, but the thing is, but they're not really acting like police in Germany. Germany is now a sovereign. They have total control of their country again. So why are we still there? You know, should we be policing in the Middle East? Well, yeah, but they're not allowed to fight back. And that's the thing. When a country is unstable, we should police it. That's what the military is for. But they have to be able to defend themselves, not instigate. But to defend themselves, if somebody's, you know, attacking them, they should be able to hit them with the head with the machine gun. <laughs> hey, you fuckers, stop throwing eggs. And then, you know, hit them a couple of times because they respond to that. But the, the other point, uh, well, because it, it's easy to point things out and all this other stuff. And uh, I believe, as, as, as what you said earlier, as Christian people, we should have solutions because that's the whole point of being a Christian is when you're loving other people, that's a solution. So how do you love your enemies? Well, you love your enemies by giving them opportunities to love themselves. You know what I mean? And the only way that's possible is through, as they say, because I used to think this was a bad thing, <laughs> but now I'm thinking it's actually a very good thing because, um, you know, a lot of people say this, how did Africa, you know, why is it so poor? And, uh, and, and they say, oh, because of, um, what's that word when, when the white people come over and take over a country? Colonialization? Yeah, col uh, colonialization. So yeah. I believe in corporate colonialization. Well, it's, it's technically colonization. I think. Yeah, colonization. There you go. <laughs> I believe in corporate colonization. 
Really? Yeah, hell yeah. I believe American corporations should start franchises, not, not you know, because it can't be like Coca-Cola sending money directly back to the States because it doesn't help the people. I believe that we need corporate colonization where the corporations allow foreign countries, peoples, individuals in foreign countries mm-hmm. to uh, franchise their product, whether it's Nike, whether it, but it can only be sold there. So if you're going to buy some Nigerian Nikes, it's Nike is owned by the Nigerians. It is paid by the Nigerians mm-hmm. and the Nigerian person who owns Nike pays a little franchise fee, maybe 5% gross to back to uh, Nike. So that way they're making something. They're not making boatloads of money, but they're making something. And then that way nobody could really take advantage because it's their culture, whatever. So over time, these people will be more and more like American. They will, in order to succeed, they have to have the type of capitalism that we have here. And it's going to be multi-level marketing. It's going to be multi-level peer-to-peer type businesses because that's the only way economies built. Right. If we don't have a solid marketing system, nothing works. But you know, before that can even happen, what has to happen first? Yeah, well, I mean... The, no, no, the, my, but my, my answer to that is missionaries. Yeah, exactly. Well, see, that's the whole point. Because uh, I, I was literally going to say that. I said because they have to be introduced to multi-level that's, marketing. That's how China turned itself around. Yeah, Exactly. No, but think about, because I, I really want to hit, because we said it before, but I want to say it again. Christianity is multi-level marketing. It's peer-to-peer. One peer will tell another peer. And then those peers tell other, that's how it spreads. Because you are watching through examples on how people are. Because it's powerful when a person can not fight back against mm-hmm. their enemy or even forgive their enemy. Look at Gandhi. Gandhi was supposed to be this great, great man, but you know, he was, he <laughs> was a wannabe. kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, but think about it. He was a wannabe Christian. You know, he wanted to be like Jesus, but he was very corrupt and immoral. So what happened? They built Pakistan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. They built a crazy country. His country is now, Like the entire, not the entire country, but I would say at least half of India Mm -hmm. is like walking through the Tenderloin in San Francisco. This is how it works. That's what Gandhi did. Because you you cannot do multi-level marketing without a solid foundation in Christianity. You don't have to be Christian, but it has to be the principles that has been laid down through Christianity. It's the only way it works. And you said China. China is a good example. A lot of Chinese are not Christian, but they still practice a lot of those principles, which mm-hmm. makes them successful. I mean, you know, the, the crazy thing about China is they do regulate their morals. They do. You know how hard it is to get an R-rated movie seen in China? <laughs> Joker still has not been played. And the only way Joker will be played in China 
is if they change the title to and something they cut like, out certain parts that used yeah. to be a thing that i remember they would um censor they would cut out certain reels yeah when it, when it came to to entertainment and movies actually you just reminded me but that's a real thing yeah yeah no but it is a real thing and but that's my point they get that from christianity because they think that if the government regulates uh and well all communists do this and then they you know like and the communists don't even call themselves communists they call themselves socialists because it has a better sounding name than communist mm -hmm. you know communists like yeah it's a commune and we don't want that but socialists yeah we're social this and that blah 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 so no but no but it's the real thing they try to regulate morality which goes against Romans. You can't regulate it. It's unregulated. <laughs> I don't know what's that word, but you can't, when something's unregulated, uh, whatever. But look, you can't regulate it. Mm -hmm. You can never regulate it. If God has no dominion over it, you better believe it's unregulated. <laughs> unregulated. <laughs> it's unregulatable. I don't know. I, I don't even know what, what word to use. Right. Seriously, think about that. If God has no dominion over that, there is no way a government or a single person can regulate it. it it's too powerful. But China tries anyway because they put themselves up as gods. So how does one do that? Through multi-level marketing, understanding Christian principles. And right. they're successful than what's happening in San Francisco. Who does a better job at regulating morality? Well, China, if you're going to compare it to San Francisco. But it goes against, you know, constitutional rights. That's, that's the trade-off. We'll they don't have the same constitutional provisions that their citizens are granted to that we are. Well, but no, but here's the thing. In the Constitution, we have the right to freedom of religion. So if we are allowed to be Christian people, because we're not allowed. See, this is what's happening in the United States. Our right to worship is being taken away. That's unconstitutional. Right. But in China, yeah, they go, we're your gods, so worship us. And we're going to give you guys, like, they have their own little Bible with their little credit card of social goodness or whatever point system that they have. <laughs> I don't know, but it's a real thing. China's regulating morality, and the higher, more points you have, you know. It's That's true. That's true. They have, uh, they have like, social sort of like like citizen points almost you know yeah, no but it's a mirror image of christianity without jesus it's evil it's an right. evil system but at least they have one they're trying to instill that in their people but in the states they're taking it away from us think about this how many courts like that judge remember the judge we talked about that the judge who gave that kill her a hug and gave her the bible uh-huh come on that's insane that's an attack on christianity by the and, atheists <laughs> no but they're using our own court system against a judge who's a christian person and look is this person going to jail yeah what, does she deserve more time it's not up for us to judge we're not judges so I, i'm not even going to say anything because i know deep down inside i told you my reaction yeah I was <laughs> but you know at the same time look we gotta love our enemies 
We have to. That's a real thing. You have to do it. You don't have to, but you know, but if you want inner peace, you better. <laughs> Seriously, you can't love yourself with a bunch of hate running around in your soul, hating other people for for nothing that they've never, you know, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. But my point is this, it is not a fabrication or something crazy Christian people say that Christianity is under attack in this country. They're making Christianity unconstitutional. Yeah, they are. They are. That was a recent thing too about pretty soon it's going to infiltrate our churches where you can't have that anymore. Well, think about this. And I want to, Bring this back to Tulsi Gabbard. Mm -hmm. Tulsi Gabbard and Donald Trump being against these proxy wars, these regime change wars. Come on, that is what Christianity is all about. That is the that is distinctly a Christian belief. It is not found anywhere else but in Christianity. Because look at gay people. They use proxies all the time. They are involved in these proxy types of regime changes in local government all the time. You know, they attacked marriage. How did they attack marriage? It was real simple. It was real easy by, by saying they were being denied rights, which isn't true at all. Yeah. Saving money on taxes is not a right. It's just not. They could have did it a different way through civil unions, you know, let, let the judges do whatever, but, you know, by making a priest or a preacher or somebody marry Mm -hmm. a gay couple in a church. Forcing them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or baker to, you know, to make these weird gay cakes and stuff like that against their really beliefs. That ain't right. But you also need to understand how this has happened. It's happened because of constant deflection. There's really no responsibility personally on anybody. That's yeah. why people can justify anything. And that's, that's why it's a... But see, you just described a proxy. Yeah. Because no one is responsible. And that's how they make it. They make it seem so innocent. But it's not. It's an attack on Christianity. It really is. And it's these attacks are so stealth that it's insane. It is an insane stealth move. But hey, look, guess what? We got chaos in the streets. That's why people love Joker so much because everybody's relating to Gotham City Mm -hmm. being any progressive city on the planet. But instead of calling it progressive, they're like, oh, attack the rich. But it's got everybody. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's like, it's simple for me to see this, but I know it's a complex issue and it's hard to explain the complexities and the nuances of how, I don't want to say the word demonic, but. No, that, I think that's a very appropriate word though for it. But, but see, but I don't like, I'm not, I'm unsure if it's just demonic or it's just, just everybody's carnal mind is so, so twisted that they love it. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if the devil really has control of the carnal mind because if God can't control it, I know the devil can't control it. But God can't control it, but he chooses to give us free will. Chooses. Yeah, but see, but that's the point. See now the like with free will, you know, your like temptations 
are not the same as being controlled by it. See, right. because if somebody's demonically uh, possessed, that means they have no control. They're not being tempted. They have no control over it. So they're fighting, fighting, fighting. So the thing is, the devil tempts and everybody loves to be tempted. They just give in like it, it's nothing. They don't have, like there's no consequences for them giving in. And no seemingly consequences. Well, no, but check this out. What? Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, if you look at it from a progressive's point of view, the progressive point of view is literally making people give in to the worst temptations on the planet. Right. And they make it very easy to thrive by giving in. Seriously, you know how much money you can make being an agent of temptation? <laughs> you can make, like, you can literally or, be. A or not even that, from just succumbing to all the things that are not natural being transgender, being gay and transgender, God, being a minority and transgender. No, but think about it. How much money can you honestly, or how much fame? Like all these internet people, they have huge, not huge followings, but for a transgender guy to have like 25,000 followers, that's the big thing in his world. That might not be a lot, you know, if you're a CNN reporter, right? but that's what they have built. They built this system where it is, you will not be invisible if you are giving in to the worst temptations on the planet like self me like come on think about this i you know who's the best example bruce jenner <laughs> bruce jenner was a glorified man in the 70s for winning the decathlon he was the first person on the wheaties box you know what i mean he was like a, the epitome of hard work what can it get you if you work hard da 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 but he succumbed to all the temptations and he, then he became Caitlyn Jenner. I think, right. That was his yeah. name, Caitlyn. And then he was on the cover of magazines and this and that got us reality TV show. fame. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he wanted. He, you know, and that's the thing you took a person who was on a Wheaties box and then you made him into a woman. That's insane. That's what, and that's what progressives love. They celebrate. No, that's what they built. Their, their infrastructure is built that way. It is built to give people a platform, big and small, to fit your cravings as long as you give into temptations uh, and the, of the worst kind, whether you're going to be obese, whether you're going to be... Right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm seeing what you're saying. Yeah. No, because that's the infrastructure they built. And, and that's and and the same way that infrastructure is the same thing with morality. Exactly, they define it. Well, see, but the, yeah, bad morale. But see, my thing is, my solution will always be through corporate colonization. Why? Because it's the only way Christianity can lay a foundation for infrastructure where people can turn to Christianity, uh, or you know, just Jesus Himself. You can turn to Jesus through that system. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to find Christ with this gay stuff. You're not. You just want like the infrastructure the progressives want with drug violence and kingpins and mafia-like tactics. You're not going to find Christianity in there. I know they try to pretend that Italian Catholics are Christians, but they're not. 
gang bosses are not Christian people. They're Catholics. <laughs> they idol worship. So that's a bad example of Christianity because a lot of people will say, oh, well, look at the Italians and the, they're not Christians. They, they, they believe in, in, they believe the Virgin Mary is a God. <laughs> Seriously, they do. That's why we'll go pray to the Virgin Mary for guidance. Why? She ain't God. You know, seriously, she's not. Yeah. She literally had, uh, I mean, I don't know, but I'm guessing that she really didn't do much. Well, it's, it's idolatry. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to, which is also another carnal act. It's a man-made fixation yeah. on, on. Well, I mean, cause I'm not trying to knock the Virgin Mary, but you're not, look, Jesus was a special kid most likely because he had all the knowledge and wisdom of being God. You know what I mean? So it's like, what's she going to do? You know what I mean? She's like, she's the vessel. I get it. <laughs> but she, she ain't doing nothing else. You know what I mean? Well, she's just a... It's just how it works. She is not a god. No, no seriously. She, and, and, that's, and Catholics need to understand that. Joseph wasn't a god. The Virgin Mary is not a god. Uh, her sister Elizabeth was not a god. None of these people are gods. John the Baptist. And, and, and also, none of them are saints either, which is, I think, an even important thing to mark. Or angels. Or angels. Or, or any of that stuff. That's the thing. They were human. See, here's the thing that, that also typically happens, right? And I got to bring in something that may be a little unpopular, but um, so-called people throughout history who had been murdered by Jews for blood labels like children – they were propped up as saints when they were killed by the Jews. And, and we, I just got to, I got to say it, you know, in the, you know, the, the years preceding after Christ left when Jews inhabited certain countries, right? They would ritual sacrifice certain children. That's a yeah. whole other topic. And the, my point is those children were then like, they became saints like Simon of Trent, for example. Right. But they were just regular people. And that's the problem I think in the Catholic system is that they elevate people to the level of gods it's paganism it's polytheism yeah. it's it's not it's not what we believe you got a different god if you're elevating regular people <laughs> no but you know i talked to some priest guy about this i was like hey man why do you guys do this well we don't pray to them we just we just you know we pray to them so hopefully they can give us wisdom what well, yeah but why would you do that what Aren't they like, you know, like, why them? They're not gods. Hell, they might not even be in heaven. So, you know what I mean? But it's the truth. They might not be. And we're assuming these quote unquote, ah, but he had no answers. Like, no, 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 you're, you're reading, you're wrong about, we don't pray to them like gods. We're just asking them for guidance or maybe. The yeah, that's still, that's still idolatry. I mean. No, but, but the thing is, my questions still weren't answered because I told him, it's like, how how do you know that these guys are in heaven? The only people we know for sure are in heaven it would be Jesus and God. <laughs> Seriously. Other than that, it's a crapshoot. We don't know. We're assuming. So why would you pray to these people who may or may not be in heaven? <laughs> but but I'm not wrong in my thinking, right? No, you're not. Because uh, that's the whole, but for sure we know Jesus is in heaven. Sure, yes. And, and that's because why? Because he is God. He is made from the same DNA or what, you know what I mean? I, Cause we have no idea what God is, but 
We all know Jesus is made from that same cut of cloth. So I know he's there because he was there before. You know what I mean? Because it sounded like he was brought down from heaven. But my point is this. We know for sure, but we don't know if anybody, hell, we don't even know if Moses is in heaven. Does it say he's in heaven? I've never read Nothing that. Nothing is explicit. We just kind of. But the point is they don't make Moses into, I don't think they say Saint No. Moses. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it's is, all it's all mainly New Testament saints. John, yeah. Peter, Mary. Yeah, and they're just regular people. There's regular people. They're just right because we don't know what because what if John said something totally terrible when he died? Oh, I curse you, God. I don't believe in you anymore. We don't know. Unlikely, don't, but yeah. Yeah, not likely, but the possibility still like that's why you don't pray to these people because they're people. And they're flawed. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's the truth. And, and But the priest couldn't tell me that because I was just, you know, I, I was like. I I'm surprised you went to a priest and like asked. No, 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 I seen him. I had to ask. So like, you know, it was just, just, just on Saturday. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, because I got like tons of questions because they go to these schools. They know a lot about the Bible, but yet they pray to people. It makes no sense. Because, you know, I, one of my good friends, the one that drank himself to death, he gave me like the St. Christopher thing. And because, uh, you know, he's Irish, Irish Catholic, you know, they, they, oh, they protect my travels. And I'm like, okay, I kept it, you know, didn't think it, yeah, that's all right, just leave the baby. Uh, I just, you know what I mean? I, I didn't think much of it. But now I'm thinking, see, that's crazy. Why would you, why would St. Christopher be some dude protecting the travelers? You know what I mean? Because that's what, yeah. So I had a client. That's what I, I, I talked to the priest about. I was like, I don't get it. It makes no sense. This guy could have been, you know, humping dogs. We don't know. And he could be in hell. He could be in hell right now because he had this crazy thing for humping dogs. You don't know, but yet you pray. And I said, like, don't make no sense to me. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. No, it is. It is. But let, 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 we gotta, let's take it back to the Tulsi Gabbard Hillary thing. Um, <laughs> i know that was a tangent but it's the truth yeah. these people see but this is the thing when you're building infrastructures based on christianity we have a lot of bad examples of it because catholics have to be considered like mobsters they are not it's not a true christian well, and, and the, the faith in itself is not really of faith because it's of works. And it's a legalistic system. The only difference is Napoleon snatched the, the crown out of the Pope's hands. And that's why it stopped becoming a, the Pope decides whether you live or die, you know, because before that was the case, you got to understand that for what, over 1500 years, Catholicism was like the Pope had all the power. It wasn't, you know, it's just, wasn't the king it was like the pope decided whether you live or die the inquisition dark ages witch hunts and all of that <laughs> that's you not know, the government going after you that's the church going after you no but see but that is so solid i'm not kidding that is such a solid fact because it's just the truth it, no but but see but that's the thing when you're building when you're using cap uh corporate colonization it's real important that they that's when you lay down the foundations based on true Christianity because you can't be a a, a, a corporation and I'm going to use Chick Fil A because Chick Fil A is solid. They make solid products like that. You know, oh my goodness. Okay, there's even a joke. There's a play, there's a show called The Good Place, and they're uh -huh. talking about you know 
the point system about going to heaven and hell. And they go, people don't know when they buy this, this, uh, when you buy a chicken sandwich, you're really saying you hate gay people, but the chicken sandwich is so delicious. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but they're trying to say that it's bad, but it's not. Nobody ever, but anyway, my point is this, when you, the reason why Chick-fil-A is successful is beyond just the chicken sandwich being good. The chicken sandwich is good because they treat their employees the right way. That's right. They're closed on Sundays. At least one day a week, every employee gets the day off. You get to enjoy your weekend. You know what I mean? With one day off, you can do whatever the heck you want. They're not overworking you. Right, right. And, and that is a Christian principle. You know, you don't have to. Is it bad for business? Yeah, because they probably lose like each store. I'm not, this is no BS. Millions of dollars easily. Well, no, no, check this out. Every Chick-fil-A store, they probably do $30,000 every Sunday if they were to be open. That's a lot of money for one store to generate in one day. Mm-hmm. That's 120000 a month. That's well over $1.2 million a year. And you know how nice it would be for people to go there after church. You see what I mean? There's yeah. also an aspect of you could at least be closed Mondays, but no, you chose Sundays to be closed. Yeah, no, but yeah, so you can enjoy your weekend. That, that's my point. Yeah. That is a company that can help families stay intact. Because if you're off on Monday, well, your kids got to go to school on Monday. You know what I mean? Even if they don't go to church, they still have one day out of the week when the whole family can stay together. Because if you're working on a Sunday, guess what? Dad or mom or junior is out working that Sunday. And that's how you colonize through corporations, foreign countries. You bring Christ that way. You don't take the sword and a whole bunch of guns and shoot people up like the way we do now (laughs) because it's worth a lot of money. Tulsi Gabbard sees it. Trump sees it. But no one's going to allow the corporations to just go in there and colonize these things. Right. Seriously, why can't Chick-fil-A go over to Nigeria or go to Syria and say, hey, look, why don't you open up a chicken shop? You know, chick schnitzel. Because, you know, schnitzel is real popular in uh, the Middle East. And uh, they could do that. They could, they could show them how to do a, a, you know, schnitzel, you know, but Chick-fil-A or whatever and just say, yeah, it's American sandwich. And they can do that over there. Mm-hmm. Give them a day off or whatever, pay the employees, whatever they want to, you know, make money doing it. Everybody can move up. Their priorities, when you have a solid job, you're not worried about getting shot up. Your priorities change. Your look on life change. Right. And then when there's change, they go, why is this change? They start talking to people. Well, I'm a Christian dude. I started Chick-fil-A and I believe that you got to love your enemies. I love myself. And because I love myself so much, I can love you even though you're my enemy. I don't know who you are, but you're supposed to be my enemy. Just like those weirdos, the Samaritans. Jesus, now I know who they are. I'm thinking, Jesus was a great, great man. (laughs) Because to love a person, people like that, that's insane. But he, you know, like he literally changed them over. Eventually the Samaritan people, well, obviously, because they don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of those uh, Sumerians and whatever, they became Christians. They did. They were the Christian people. It's insane. A lot of them are like the you know Sumerians that were are called Assyrian or something like that now. Well, I mean, traditionally that whole area, even Palestinians, modern day yeah. Palestine, all the original first Christians, the first churches were all Asia and the Middle East. Yeah, no, but it's insane. Like the Jews were the well, I mean, that's why they're still Jews. But you know what I mean? They're uh they they just didn't want to convert, you know, and they want to keep fighting and war and, and, and being angry with one another. And that, and the thing is that, that is what also is the continuing that fuel, because if there is no war, here's the, here's, here's another thing to, that we have to mention as part of these wars, because I feel like a lot of our military industrial uh, complex, as well as the money that's spent in the wars, right. Is all surrounding the aspect of, maintaining israel's state in the middle east a hundred percent if that was not the case there's no reason to be there right i mean yeah there's like you know trade for oil and whatnot that type of thing but make no mistake the biggest foreign lobbies in this country that control the biggest majority of tax dollars and influence when it comes to politicians both democrat and republican are the foreign lobbies pre- predominantly the israel foreign lobby that is the bi- that that's the biggest thing and the thing is foreign lobbyists also have 70% of evangelical christians in this country that support it as well they yep. have no problem giving money to israel and i don't have time to get into it right now but it's not biblical <laughs> no but i want to get into this part cuz it's really important to note that she's a Samoan or Hawaiian or something. You want to know why? Because they are warlike people. They were built for war. Seriously, they're big ass people. They can crush you with their hands. Like seriously, I've seen Samoan people, you know, like when the the rock. Yeah. Look at the rock. No, but seriously, you know, like they use their hands to crush walnuts. So I started doing it. I was like, fuck, I mean, I got to use my, my palms to do it. But these fuckers can do it with their fingers. Just, you know what I mean? It's like, but that's, but here's my so It's a warrior race, kind of like the Maori people, you know? Like yeah, because they're big, but this is the thing. They know firsthand war ain't cool. If you know Samoans and Hawaiians, Tongans, especially Tongans, because I had to go to this Tongan church. But they're, it's, it's weird, but, you know, like, because it never made sense to me. Yeah, that's why I think I gravitated more towards the, uh, you know, the Baptist, the blind guy, uh, my, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Christian parents. Um, because I remember this Tongan song, like, do you want to go to the, you know, something pearly gates of heaven? Say, I do. You know, they're all singing. But trust me, them Tongans, they could fight. Yeah. But, you know, they wouldn't unless it was some, something to do with honor and crap like that. But, but my point is this. I guarantee Tulsi Gabbard's a Christian woman, like a real. Because uh, she's a Hindu, but oh, you gotta be kidding me! I oh. know, I know. <laughs> but, but but seriously, you know, like they're real Christians. They really are. Like them Tongans and Samoans, they all believe in Jesus, and it's unshakable faith. I used to freak them out, like you know my my uh, my teammates. Yeah, you know, that was Samoan. They were scared of me because they thought I was like the devil <laughs> or a demon possessed. And they were, you know what? Like if they really wanted to, they could have like 
two dudes in particular, I think, could have killed me. But they were afraid of me. They didn't want to touch me because they thought they were going to get possessed or something like that. Like They had a real fear of God. Yeah, it's it's but, too bad she's a Hindu. But, yeah, but is at least she's anti-violence. And I think that anti-violence comes from that Christian. Because I, would, I, I have to say this. Most Tongans, Samoans, they're, they believe in Jesus. They don't believe. I mean, it's, how in the hell did she become a Hindu? No idea. But I always, I always joked with other people and thought, I think Tulsi Gabbard's like a closeted conservative. Like, aside from just the socialist elements. Well, but I think she, this is probably why she is Hindu, because a lot of Christians get it wrong. I, I don't see why heaven is going to be paid with golden bricks. You know, you know, like the, the yellow brick road, all made of gold and pearly gates. And I don't, why would, why would it be filled with riches? I don't think heaven's going to be like, I think heaven's going to be like earth. Just a beautiful place to live in where we, everybody's loving one another. You know what I mean? You know, I, but, and I think a lot of Christians believe in that. What do you, what do you call it again? War or consequences or whatever when you're rich? Or whatever, I don't know, that the whole consequences, uh, uh, work-based faith, that's what everybody believes. Seriously, I would say 90 to 95% of all Christian people believe you go to heaven by being good. It has to be that high because everybody thinks that way. I know. Everybody. Our political system is built that way. You are rewarded for doing whatever. You know one's ever rewarded for loving themselves and loving others. You know what I mean? Very few, like, like that's why it was a trip to run with my teammates. Mm-hmm. I think they were the only people I've ever seen do that. They always prayed for others because they always wanted everybody to do their best. You know, and I just, those prayers really do ring, like, it's just a constant in my head. Make, uh, you know, I don't want to say the schools, but make this person run their best and don't let them get injured and all this other stuff. Like, you know, uh-huh. they would always say like, cause we're doing this for your glory, not for our fame, but for your glory, all these weird things, but it's true. We don't do things for our, like we honestly, that's why you have to, you love yourself as you love God. And when you love your parents, you, not that you want to please your parents, but you kind of do. You want to make your parents proud. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to grow up thinking, oh, I want to I want to make my dad ashamed of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You always want to make your parents proud. And if God's our father, you kind of, you know, you do things to make them proud. You know, even if you don't win, your efforts should make your parents proud. You know what I mean? And that's why, I don't know, people really, really don't understand Christianity. You're like one of the few people I've ever met that actually get it. Not because I get it, because it's not about what I think it means or whatnot. You just got to look at the Bible. I'm not saying this. People don't read it. That's my point. People do not read it. What blew my mind as a final thought here, what blew my mind is when you said stuff like, all I needed was somebody to break it down for me verse by verse that's all it took and that's what we're lacking is people just doing that you just got to give it to people straight i learned this too that that's really all it takes it's nothing special 
really, honestly. There's nothing special about what I do. It's just coming from the word of God himself. Like, I mean, I, I, ain't, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, but so many people, they, I, it's, man, because there's a lot of Bibles. It's not like there's no Bibles. There's tons of Bibles everywhere. And now it's online. It's just insane how we are in these wars. It's insane how we really are in regime change wars when we can change people's regimes just through the Bible. Everything's in there. It's literally in there. It's, it's, it's insane that we do not have this as like a map. We're not endorsing any religion. We're not. This is not an endorsement for any religion. It is just an endorsement to, you know, bring peace to the Middle East. Yeah. To, to stop wasting money so we could help the people that live locally. You know, we talked about San Francisco our last episode. The money we save from regime change wars could seriously end poverty. We can build public housing and let these bums stay for free if they wanted to. That's how much money spent. But I still like, I still believe in that whole reparation stuff. One time they'll get rid of all social agencies because it's, it's BS. And I think the churches need to get back into, uh, you know, taking care of social services, whether it's adoption agencies, whatever this and that. It has to get back into the church's hand. Uh, but real Christian churches, not, not Catholics, I mean, they should put a ban. Like, and that's the problem, you know. <laughs> the problem my solution would be everyone's going to try to claim to be a real Christian, like Mormons or Catholics and all these other things. But, you know, like, yeah, we should talk about this because I, I know our time is up. But, yeah, man, like, like these things just – only lead to more questions because you know what christian churches are who should be in charge of all of the social services definitely not the government but definitely not the catholics you know what i mean because uh in the sopranos they made a joke about saying uh like you know this this lady the sopranos why i forgot what her name is but she she had a crush on a on a on a priest and then she goes, oh, great, you're not gay. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? Because she thought she was safe with him because she thought she just assumed he would be gay. <laughs> but he wasn't gay, and, and he, almost, he almost acted on it, but he didn't. But not because of God. He was fear Tony Soprano, I guess. But yeah. my point is this. Come on. You know what I mean? What kind of religious organization allows your priest to be gay? That's insane. That is just, come on, and Catholics should not, because come on, the temptations for a gay dude to molest kids is great. It's not a, a fake thing, anti-gay thing. It's a real thing. Gay dudes molest children. Mm -hmm. It's just what happens. Do the straight dudes molest children? Not at their boys. That's called gay. You, you know what I mean? So it's just, you know, oh, well, you know, this, now. Nah, come on. It's calling it oh men that sleep with men that's a real category msm men who sleep with men msm that's insane they don't call that gay anymore it's msm dude that's gay well gay means I'm like oh man but that's my point 
we have to stop with all these categories and i don't know it's it just serves to confuse people which is the manipulation of the language we'll jump into that because yeah. no, it, it confuses me and i'm fucking pretty smart and it's like what the <laughs> hell man but anyway so this this whole tulsi gabbard thing very interesting uh and i believe this is just another attack in some way somehow on christianity that's not really being spoken about but she's a hindu so is it really about regime change war yeah but it's also too these are christian principles that we need to fight for anyway those are my final thoughts awesome guys well thank you for tuning in to the american maiden page show stay tuned for the rest of the week and we'll have more updates guys take care